<laughs> you know, you joke about not knowing the Great Commission. I got a buddy who says, you know, I, I thought I was making a good commission at work, but I heard <laughs> that there was this Great Commission thing and I wanted to know about it. Turns out it was about missions and it ruined my life. <laughs> By ruining his life, it meant uh, changing his life to actually care about some of the things that God's doing in the world. But, guys are listening to refined and refreshed this as always uh this is ralph monroe uh thank you for listening into this week's episode and um i'm really i'm uh grateful for this uh episode that is coming out and what we're going to be talking about we're actually going to be talking about an organization called lasagne movement um (laughs) it's lasagna minus a lasagne movement and um what Lazan Movement, what they do, they connect influencers and uh, ideas for global mission. And we're going to learn a little bit more about what that is. And if it sparks interest in you, how you can, uh, how we can partner uh, or connect with Lazan Movement. Um, and of course, as always, I will have some links at the bottom of this um, episode for you to uh, take a look at their website, take a look at them and who they are. And we are privileged to have Justin from the Lausanne movement to come and speak with us and tell us a little bit more about Lausanne. And so Justin, I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself, man. Tell us a little bit about you and your role with Lausanne. All right, Ralph, thank you so much. Greetings from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, first thing people need to know about me is I'm uh, married to Megan and we've got uh, Henry, who's 12, and Evie, who's 10. Awesome. And uh, we are, like many in the world today, um, spending more time than we knew we would (laughs) together. And uh, having that uh, COVID homeschooling adventure. And um, so so my my days look like a lot more of that, working from home, fitting in work around uh, what is life right now. But I guess I would say that my my walk with the Lord began in in university. Mm-hmm. This ministry who was there at at the University of Central Arkansas, uh, one of their staff guys started a spiritual conversation with me, and uh, I thought I was a Christian because I was a Arkansan. You know, it was one of those things. I knew I wasn't Muslim. So yeah. <laughs> what else was I? But um, he just you know he said, oh well, I'm that's great. Would you like to read the Bible and, and pray together? And, and I thought in that moment, well, I just told this guy I'm a Christian. And so uh, <laughs> I'll just say yes. And then I'll blow him off later. Um, but about two semesters later, semester and a half later or so, uh, we were still meeting, mm. still reading the Bible, still praying. And the Lord had given me a new heart and made me his child. Awesomeness. Yeah. Yeah. So Long story short, then after that, um, pretty quickly after that, actually, I heard a, a presentation where the speaker shared a shared from Scripture the story of God's heart for the nations from Genesis to Revelation. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I, what little I knew about mission, I, I I thought it was the one hit wonder of the Bible. You know, somewhere <laughs> at the end of Matthew, Jesus he, he's almost up to heaven, but he yells down, "Oh, by the way, make disciples of all nations." Um, but instead I saw this sweeping narrative of God pursuing mm. people from all nations, even, even choosing Abraham, choosing Israel so that they might 
in the language of Genesis 12, 1 through 3, be a blessing to all peoples, that all peoples will be, will be brought into God's family through the ministry of, of his people. Mm-hmm. So uh, being a new believer, I saw that and I thought, man, if that's what God is doing, if that's what he's after, then I want my life to be about that. I want to, I want to, whatever that looks like, Lord, in Tulsa or Timbuktu, I'm on board. <laughs> and uh, about a week later, I found out that at that time, about 2% of our missionaries were going to the Muslim world. Mm. Muslims make up 23% of the world's population. And we were sending 2% of our missionaries there. And so, again, not knowing who Muhammad was or the five pillars of Islam or anything. Yeah. So remember saying, Lord, if no one else will go to Muslims, then then send me. And that set me and then eventually my wife, uh, who I met about a year later, uh, on a trajectory to, to Muslim North Africa. We were part of a church planting team there. Awesome. And, um, and then in 2013, due to some family health needs, uh, we came back to Tulsa, where my wife's family is. And... Uh, at that time, started working for the Lausanne movement. Mm. Uh, been about seven and a half, almost eight years ago now. And, wow. Uh, yeah, continuing that uh, wherever I am, uh, whatever my, my job might be, trying to get the gospel from where it is to where it's not. Mm. So were you, when, when you went over the first time, were you a part of Lausanne at that time? No, um, we were with an organization called Pioneers. Okay. And um, usually I think when, when Christians think of missions, they think of maybe organizations that send missionaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we would call that a sending agency. Um, Pioneers is one of, of many. Um, Lausanne actually doesn't send missionaries, but helps mission agencies as well as denominations, um, NGOs, nonprofits, churches, kingdom-minded businesses partner together for mission. So it's a little bit different role in, uh, in global yeah. mission. Awesomeness, man. Awesome. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about um, how Lausanne started or where it got its beginnings? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to try to keep it short and, and <laughs> give your, your listeners maybe the parts they would want to know. But in the 1960s, believe it or not, there were many Christian leaders, denominational leaders saying, mission is done. The world is reached. We can just shut it down. It was called a, an, it was essentially called a moratorium on mission. Just let mm-hmm. mission die because it's, it's done. And the thought was, well, there, there were Christians, at least a few in every country on the planet. And so, well, that means that the, the church is, you know, whether it's really strong or, or, or not, the church is in every country, so we can stop the, the sending of missionaries. Um, <laughs> we, we may think that's silly now, but um, that, was, that was a serious thought in the mission community. At wow. the time. Um, but in 1974, following actually a few other uh, smaller gatherings, in 1974, Billy Graham, John Stott, Francis Schaefer, Ralph Winter and about 2,500 other global Christian leaders, leaders from every continent, uh, gathered in Lausanne, Switzerland. So there's the name. Okay. That's why we have such a hard to pronounce uh, <laughs> name is because it's not actually, well, hard for English speakers, I should say. Yeah. Uh, because it's not an English English word. 
Um, so, so gathered in Lausanne, Switzerland. And in essence, that gathering was to say, we know we have a, a, a commission from the Lord. We have a mission that God has given us. We know there are challenges to it. This was 1974. Think, mm-hmm. um, think Cold War. Think uh, uh, Iran-Contra. There are challenges yeah. to, to our mission. And there are also opportunities. And we know we can't do it on our own. We need mm-hmm. each other. We need to work together. And so under the, the invitation, really, of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, these 2,500 global leaders gathered to discuss mm. the mission and to see what it would look like to, uh, to work together to finish it. Awesomeness. That's, um, all. That's really that's legit. I think um, uh, this campus uh, missionary work here in Chicago um, I, I remember kind of, cause I'm not from Chicago. I'm originally from a place called Alton, Illinois, mm-hmm. um, about 25,000 people. And I came up here to Chicago to, you know, um, serve. And even though I have, there's like, it was like five of us on staff, uh, but we would go to different campuses throughout Chicago and disciple whatever we could, you know, we just did it, but I was outside my element. I was never, I was not a big city type person, even though I'm still here in the States, it was still lonely <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because it was a brand new place. And so, um, so upon hearing, you know, how Lazan, you know, seeks to, you know, bring people of mission, doing mission together and connecting people and networking, uh, I see the need for it. <laughs> <laughs> or I felt the need for it, or so I totally understand it. So that's really awesomeness. So for for Lausanne, what what is what is the global mission? Yeah, that's um that's a good that's a really good question. What mission is, uh, believe it or not, is debated. <laughs> <laughs> um, and really, I would say, uh, amongst Bible believing, maybe I don't know what term you or your listeners would prefer. Born again, mm-hmm. Great Commission Christians. Um, there's different terms used. There, there's even within there a debate, um, not so much about what's involved, but if, if there is a priority of any kind mm. to mission. So again, moving back to the 1960s, you know, w- w- that's also a the. Uh, the beginning of kind of the post-colonial area, not the beginning, but really uh, starting to gain traction as, as countries around the world are, are gaining their independence. Uh, mission for many years, maybe um, a couple of hundred years, seemed to be something from the West to the mm-hmm. rest, you know, something that's white, Anglo-Saxon, um, or barbarian history or Viking history, you know, people yeah. descendants um, did for the rest of the world. Whether that's, uh, that's, that's not actually 100% accurate, but it was the primary picture mm. of what mission was. But coming out of that, um, you've got now nations who are defining themselves now, churches who are gaining, so not just nations, but churches gaining independence around the world. And so there are, there are questions of, well, what is mission? You know, I think part, partly recognizing that, um, and this is true of any, any era in mission, but the previous season wasn't without its faults. Yeah. 
um, in some cases, not all, and I would say not, not even in most, but in some cases it was more of a uh, exporting Western culture or you might say civilization, we're, we're here to civilize you instead of actual gospelization or evangelization, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. And so I, I think it was a, a reset time for mission. At the same time, you saw within the West that many within the church, many denominations kind of turning away from what we would call historic Orthodox Christianity um, and instead saying, well, salvation is human freedom. Salvation is um, liberation or self-expression or many other things besides what, um, what you might find in the pages of scripture. Yeah. Um, and so that means mission must be anything that might bring social uplift while faithful Christians for thousands of years have been doing those kinds of things, uh, ministries of mercy, good works as they went out proclaiming Jesus. Um, some at that point responded with, well, gosh, if that's what the liberals are doing, then um, <laughs> we, we don't want to be that. So I guess we'll just focus on getting people to heaven. Yeah. Um, and that's a, I mean, that's a caricature too. So one thing I don't want to do is, is leave your listeners with the, uh, with straw men or as if this isn't more nuanced than what many in our Twitter age and uh, <laughs> would, would make it out to be. So I would say um, at that point, that's all leading up to, that's into the 60s, mm -hmm. 74 hits and um, Lausanne's always used the word evangelical. Mm -hmm. I know in our country, it, um, <laughs> it's often linked to a, a particular political movement. Yeah, uh, That's a shame because it literally means gospel people. First used by the Protestant reform reformers to say, we're holding to the gospel alone, to Jesus alone, grace alone, faith alone. We're evangelicals. And so it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a little sad. Um, we, we still use it because... Uh, the American church makes up a tiny percentage of the world church. And so at that time, uh, evangelicals gathering in Lausanne from all over the world began to say, and, and what relationship is, does the gospel and good works have with each other? And, I, you know, I think everyone involved would say Christians should be proclaiming Christ. The most loving thing we can do for anyone is to introduce them to Jesus. Either side of the deb debate you might land on, that's true. Yeah. Another thing that's true is Christians should be the most kind, most generous, most mm -hmm. loving, most serving people on the planet. And so we should be leading ministries of mercy. We should be um, loving our neighbor, those who are different from us, helping our neighborhoods to become places of peace and of, of, uh, of love and faith and hope. The question is, are both those things mission? Is one more important than the other? Are they the same? Do we do we flatten them out and make them the same thing? Or do they have some other kind of relationship? So that's why I say, you, got, you maybe thought it was a simple question. What is mission? <laughs> and brother, I wish I could just say, well, mission is. Yeah. Um, but I want to represent not just my personal thoughts on it, but th there's a conversation going on. So... Lausanne in particular has, we, we connect influencers and ideas for global mission and our vision statement. So what would the world look like if that happened? Yeah. 
Well, it would include, this is kind of our fourfold vision, the gospel for every person. Every man, woman, child on the planet can hear the news of what God in Christ has done for us because of his deep love yeah. um, and be able to respond to it. They would hear it in a language that they know in hopefully their heart language. They would hear it in a way that may, you know, if they reject it, it's because they're rejecting it, not rejecting some other kind of trapping that we might attach to it. Yeah. So the gospel for every person, uh, the church for every people. Um, so for every um, missiologist use the term people groups. Um, so when Jesus says, go make disciples of all nations, Matthew 28, 20, go make disciples of all nations the greek word there is ethnos um so doesn't that doesn't mean nation states those those didn't really exist at the time well they were the romans the greeks the the kushites the philistines you know biblically the nations are the peoples the ethnicities of the world and so <laughs> um this kind of goes back a little bit to that history we were talking about in 1974 a guy named ralph winter was responding to that idea that missions is over. We've done it. We've reached every nation. And he says, you know, the, the borders on our map were not drawn by Jesus 2000 years ago. Uh, those aren't the nations, people groups, these nations on planet earth. Uh, some of them with zero access to the gospel. Now talking 2020, yeah. uh, zero access to the gospel, no scripture in their language, no one working to get it in their language or, or to share the, the gospel with, with these entire ethnicities. So the mission continues. And so yeah. we said the church, uh, the church planted uh, the, the faith taking root into every people group, every nation. Christ-like leaders for every church, that's the third part. Um, mm. And uh, that's been a part of the history of Lausanne, starting with our founders um, wanting to see the next generation of Christ-like leaders raised up. Um, we often talk about Uncle John Stott. <laughs> doors be open for many uh, global leaders to um, to study, to lead, to have opportunity to grow and, and be be mentored by him and, and by others. Um, and uh, you know, one of the things Billy Graham said at the time of the first gathering was because of his work, he's tra I've traveled the world and I've met some of the most amazing Christian leaders and none of them know each other. And so part of his hope too was this connecting of leaders with one another. Yeah. yeah for partnership, but, but also for friendship. Um, like you said, it's a lonely place. In mm -hmm. <laughs> Even when you're on a team yeah. that's trying to do the same thing and, and work together. So the gospel for every person, church for every people, Christ-like leaders for every church. And by that, we don't necessarily just mean every local church, but within a nation that mm -hmm. there's a multiplying of Christian leaders who are like Jesus, who lead to Jesus, for Jesus, like Jesus. Mm. Then the last is kingdom impact in every sphere of society. So what does what does witness to Christ look like in the marketplace, in um, academia, in um, the public sector? Uh, what does it look like for mission and evangelism for the heralding of the gospel to play out mm -hmm. not just on Sunday, but Monday through Friday as well and Saturday too. So that's, that's when we talk about global mission, we're talking about kind of those four points, we, we mm -hmm. feel like that allows, even if you differ on 
um, the relationship of good works and, and, and gospel proclamation, that uh, that kind of vision helps we can work together. I, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're doing mostly this, or you're doing mostly that. Well, that's great, brother. I'm glad you are, because I'm kind of doing mostly this, and, and <laughs> make a good team that way. Um, <laughs> so, so it, yeah, I, I think um, definitely mission is is the the people of God to the world. Mm-hmm. It's the people of God to the world. It's not the rich to the poor. Yeah. Right. It's not. Uh, it, it's the. It's the found to the lost. Right, and so yeah. that can look like a lot of different things, uh, and the whole the, the the great hope is that it means the world is encountering Christ and coming to know Him, and that life is being transformed as that happens. Awesomeness, man! Uh, that's yeah, a lot of I'm sorry about hey, that. It was no, it was great. It was it was really great. I mean, because uh, as you said, mission. Just to give a simple answer, mission. In and of in and of itself, won't won't do it justice. <laughs> you know, a simple answer. Mission is like it's a complex thing when when regarding when you take in consideration yeah. uh, the different denominations and you know because when I grew up, I, my idea or what I thought mission was women who dressed in all white because in my denomination at that time. Uh, and this was early '90s and stuff like that. The men could be ministers, but women can only be missionaries. Mm. And so, <laughs> after college, you know, my mind was blown open from a whole bunch of different. Uh, God just allowed me to be in the international ministry and seeing people from all over the world, you know, loving loving the Lord and seeking and pursuing His face. Um, and them being about missional work and discipleship and me finding out that I could be a missionary. I was like, what? Mm. <laughs> I thought missionaries were just women mm. who were white on Sundays oh. um, and served in the church. And so depending on where you come from, it definitely looks different. <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's an important conversation to have because on the one side, those who would want to prioritize proclamation Again, they say, you know, this is this is eternity we're talking about. This is mm-hmm. this is the gospel. This is people knowing Jesus. And so, if if giving someone a cup of cold water is the same thing as that, if we're going to flatten it out and say those are the same, yeah, we leave people lost. Well, on the other hand, you know, the the question is of witness. Certainly, there is a way of sharing the gospel hard heartedly, uh, unkindly. Yeah. We don't want to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think probably early on in my own walk with the Lord, I was kind of, let's just get them saved. Who cares about anything else? And luckily the Lord uh, changed my changed my heart on that um, to be able to say, you know, whether it's mission or not, whether, you know, because I'm not trying, I'm, I'm not going to try to force any organization or, or, or person to, to necessarily write it down the, exactly the way I do. Um, but we we need the the church whether we want to call it ethics or or mission mm-hmm. we've got a call we've got there's there's a yeah. love that we've got to exhibit we're just following jesus as he goes out and into the the lost places and broken places so and, and so that you know that that side would say hey let's we should there are people hurting jesus yeah. cares about the hurting too right yes he does hurting and the lost 
and mm -hmm. uh, those are usually the same people in a lot of ways. <laughs> so it's an important conversation. Let's, when we can, give a cup of cold water while we're also proclaiming the, the, the river of living water who, who gives that. Uh, let's proclaim the bread of life and, and it, where possible, give bread as well. So, yeah, <laughs> we can, I think we can overcomplicate things. You know? Yeah. <laughs> It may, it may be that humanity and not uh, the Bible making it harder. Awesomeness, man. Um, I have one more question. I mean, because I mean, yeah, I think I, I love I love the topic of mission. You know, and you you would think that as Christians, as believers, we all would you know uh, be about mission. But um, speaking from experience, I really had no idea of what missions was or what it entailed. Um, nor was it something that I grew up like supporting missionaries or I didn't know about the Great Commission. It has now been in my, it's in my DNA now. It's like, <laughs> it has to be. Um, I know you alluded to it. You, you talked about the, you talked about the pillars of the Zion movement. Um, what does it practically look like? Because uh, uh, you mentioned of how Lazan kind of like introduces people like to network, but also for relationship. What does that look like practically? How is that done? If I can, I, I want to try to answer it both from a Lausanne perspective and also just from a, yeah, just in, in the sense of how do I plug in the mission? So mm -hmm. could, I could answer how can I plug into Lausanne or how does Lausanne plug people in? But I think um, if it's okay, I'll, yeah. I'll, I want to start on the how would someone just begin to think about mission yeah in uh in their life um you know you joke about not knowing the great commission i got a buddy who says you know i i thought i was making a good commission at work but i heard <laughs> that there was this great commission thing and i wanted to know about it turns out it was about missions and it ruined my life <laughs> by ruining his life it meant uh, changing his life to actually care about some of the things that god's doing in the world but um Mm -hmm. I, I think that's true. I think a lot of us are wondering, you know, why doesn't the pastor just hold me under when he baptizes me, send me to glory right then? Is there, is there something I'm still supposed to do here or is there uh -huh. a call to? And, and so, um, you know, if I could maybe suggest a couple of resources, there's a, a class that's offered about 200 places in the U.S. each year called Perspectives would be a place for someone to, to, to explore God's heart for the world and what what it could look like in their life yeah maybe if they go overseas but what about if i'm in the marketplace what does that look like or, or what can i what if i'm i'm a student and i'm on campus what does it look like to live a world christian lifestyle mm -hmm. not a worldly christian lifestyle we've got too many too much <laughs> of that already but um a world christian lifestyle right so um you know i'd encourage uh checking out that class. There's a book called Operation World. There's a, mm. a website that, that you can access, operationworld.org. It's every country on the planet and how to pray for it. Um, so, you know, we, I think that's a great place for people to start praying for the world. If you want to get involved in mission, first step, you know, Jesus says the harvest is plentiful, the laborers are few. Mm -hmm. Pray therefore. Mm. To the, the harvest to send out laborers. So um, I think those are a couple of really 
great steps. I'm happy to recommend other resources as well. Um, you know, for, for, for those in the marketplace, often the thought is, well, I guess I can write a check, which is true. <laughs> I, I raise support and I'm in the mission world and I write a check because it's important because I, I, I want to support the work too. Yeah. Um, so do that as much as possible. <laughs> um, you know, I think of Psalm 67, one and two, Lord, be gracious to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. And we love that verse. That's verse one, because it's all about us. Um, <laughs> but the next verse says, so that your ways may be known on the earth, your saving mm. power among all peoples. And so, yeah, if I'm in the marketplace, I'm praying, God, increase my, my ability, my earning capacity. You know, bless our business. I'm, I'm running a little family business, maybe. Bless us, not for us, not so I can build a name for myself, but that your name might be known. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, give, but there's so many ways um, for those in the marketplace with uh, workplace skills of all kinds uh, to, to impact the nations, whether they go or they remain stateside or wherever they are in the world, and they help those that do go. Yes, through giving. Yes, definitely through praying. Um, but just to give one example, I know there's a ministry, uh, uh, there's some missionary teams in a country in Southeast Asia that's majority Muslim. And a lot of the missionaries there, uh, they, they can't be there on a missionary visa. It's illegal. And so what do they do? They go there and they say, we're going to start a business so that we can ha have a visa, have access here. Yeah. And they actually have to start a business that's turning a profit or they get kicked mm. out of the country and they want to do good business. They want to yeah. witness to Christ through their, through, through the way they work, through the way that they, you know, they want to do real work and mm -hmm. testimony of another kind too. Um, and so I know folks who they've got 20, 30 years marketplace experience. They're now serving, they're still in the U S but they're serving as consultants or coaches, mm. these missionary teams who've never run a business. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Helping them start and run a business so that they can stay in this country and proclaim Jesus and see the church planted among a people group who's never heard the gospel before. Mm. I mean, that's awesome. Come on, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, we've even had a handful of folks who have retired early or maybe they, maybe not early, but just retired and moved to parts of the earth where they can coach mission teams in this way. I mean, God's given them that 20, 30, 40 years of experience. He's not going to waste it. Um, yeah. That's, a, that's what I call a real retirement too. <laughs> <laughs> so I would just say that, you know, if, if um, this is, this is for every Christian and there's something, there's a role in the great commission for every believer. And so then, then when it comes to Lausanne, because we're primarily trying to help those who are engaged in mission work together, there's kind of three major legs to Lausanne, if you think of a stool. One is regions. So we've got the world broken up into 12 regions. And in each region, there's mm -hmm. usually one, two, three kind of initiatives happening, helping the church there partner for mission. So, for instance, uh, you can find information on our website about this, but there are folks in North Korea and just outside of North Korea trying to reach North Koreans. 
Um, and so I think five years ago now, uh, our East Asia region began to pull together all the folks that are, are trying to do that and helping them share resources, share best practices, just know each other so that maybe they can pray for each other, encourage each other. Maybe they can partner together. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's one type of regional initiative. Uh, another region and a very different initiative would be um, what we call the Mission Africa Trust Fund. Mm. Uh, and by that, it, it was an initiative launched by uh, leadership on the continent. Mm -hmm. And the, the problem they were trying to solve is how can the African church send African missionaries with African money? We discontinue our reliance on Western funds and really begin to not just be a mission field, but a mission force, right? Mm, yeah. And think about this in the year 2050, one out of every two Christians on the planet will be African. Wow. 50% of all Christians will be African by 2050. And if that church were mobilized, if they were able to, uh, to like I said, be that mission force, man, forget about it. That's yeah. <laughs> you spend the next 20 years, 30 years preparing for that and have spent your life well. Um, and so that, that program was piloted, um, I think four years ago now, and it's, it's continuing to grow, continue to move into other awesome. countries on the continent. Uh, but that's, you know, that's a different kind of initiative, but it's another one of those regional initiatives. Um, so there's regions, there's also issues. Um, we have 36, roughly 30, 35, 36 uh -huh. issue networks, and they are engaging either a challenge to the Great Commission, for instance, Islam. How can mm -hmm. those working with Muslims do that more strategically? more fruitfully in partnerships. Mm -hmm. um, so it can be a challenge to the Great Commission or it can be an opportunity. So how can we leverage media and technology for mission more? Yeah. Um, so 36 of these, uh, I'll try to name a few more. Uh, freedom and justice for mission, um, creation care for mission. Now, how, not just should what should Christians think about creation? Well, it's created by God. He created it good. He said it was good. Yeah. Supposed to have dominion over it, lovingly caring for it. Absolutely. But how can we also, while we're, while we're doing that, while organizations or, or, or leaders are engaging that, do that in a way that also helps those around them come to know Jesus. There's a, a business as mission. Mm -hmm. uh, how, how can we leverage, like I said, you know, marketplace professionals who love Jesus, who um, who've got so much skill and, and wisdom from their years in the marketplace? How can we leverage that for mission? So um, those are all on the Lazan website as well. Um, and, and each of those issue networks are, in a sense, engaging, partnering, developing their own initiatives similar to the regions where uh, how can how can the 500 thinkers, scholars, practitioners that are gathered here in this issue network. Um, how can we engage this? How can we help mm. the church be equipped to engage this issue? Um, so those are issues. And, and third is uh, generations. So regions, issues, generations. Okay. And that's just an attempt to, it's really, we're recognizing that global mission is a multi-generational endeavor. Yeah. Um, while we hope 
to get the gospel to every human in this generation. Um, even if we did, the next generation would need it too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? True. So, um, so as older leaders are, are retiring or passing away um, that have led us maybe so faithfully in this season of global mission, well, who's going to lead when they're, when they're gone? Yeah. Uh, and, and are we, is the church going to have Christ-like leaders? I mean, you could indict Christian leadership almost as much as leadership over the last particularly 10 years or so as we, I mean, you're in Chicago, so yeah aware of some of the major uh unfortunate failures of christian leadership of, of mm -hmm. so, and, and often we don't think about leadership being an issue in mission but it can crater an organization it can yeah. crater a denomination and crater a church um, and our mission is hindered um, by poor leadership and it's it flourishes under good leadership so those are the three three arms you might say mm -hmm. legs of the stool, and um, <laughs> so ways folks can plug into to that they they could reach out to Lazon um, and say I've been on your website and I, I see these two <laughs> issue networks are I'm passionate about them how can I how can I get connected Yeah, they might say I'm in um, Francophone Africa, can you connect me with the regional director and so those are ways, uh, certainly if someone were to say, man, I love this vision, I wanna get behind it financially, they could reach out and, and, and make that happen as well. So yeah, just like, I think I've probably harped a bit on relationship in the call here, that's the way to connect. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, so reach out, let us know what you're passionate about, what uh, what's on your heart and, um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll do our best to connect you with those that share that passion and that heart, and and uh, and Lord willing, see see that person or that ministry or that church plug in uh, in ways that serve them and and ultimately serve the the global church too. Yeah, awesome man, good stuff, good stuff. Um, one thing I usually ask people who come on the show. Um, is to pray along the lines of our conversation, what we talked about. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, if you wouldn't mind, would you mind just praying for us regarding uh, the Great Commission, the uh, relationship uh, that is needed, and just understanding uh, for missions for those who, um, even though we are, even though some may be Christian, but don't have the full understanding of like being missional, you know, uh, just uh, however the Lord leads you in praying, that'll be really awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to. Thank you. Yeah, let's pray. Father, I'm. Uh, we just first thank you that you are a missionary God, uh, that while we were separated from you, while we could not climb back into heaven or claw our way back into Eden, we could not get to you. And so, Jesus, you came to us. Uh, and that is your nature. You are always pursuing the lost. You're going after the, the one sheep. Uh, you're waiting for the son who has, uh, who, who has fled, who has turned away from you. You're, you're watching for him. 
and, and not just watching, but looking for him and pursuing him. Uh, we thank you that that's what you're like. And so, Lord, we, we look to your word and we look to passages like Revelation 7, 9, and we see gathered around the throne of Jesus, men and women from every tribe and language and people and nation, that it will happen. You will fulfill your mission to redeem all peoples. Um, and we won't be singing in English. We will be singing in thousands of languages, all worshiping the lamb. And um, Lord, I love that picture. And it's because of that, because we know that's where history is headed. We know that's where you're headed, what you are doing. We pray that we would be able to join you in that mission. Um, yes, as uh, mission agencies, as churches, but also every individual I pray for, every listener and the churches they represent, Lord, that that throne room would look different because of them. It would be more full because of them, uh, because of their prayers for the nations, because of their giving to your mission, because of some of them going, Lord. We know that if, if we all just bloom where we're planted, half the world remains a desert. And so, Lord, raise up laborers as Jesus taught us to pray. Send laborers into the harvest. Um, oh, Lord, there's so many. I know there's so many ways your people can plug into this and get the gospel from where it is to where it's not and so um would you make all of the connections that need to be made uh, would you lead these listeners to conversations to connections to partnerships to friendships um, that help them really discern their best role in your mission uh well we love you we're thankful that you love us, that you loved us first. And we pray that you would accomplish this mission and you'd use us in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>